What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 55 of the Size Up. This is a big day because what you do off the job really does matter. You know, Jeremy keeps saying I changed my voice on the podcast. I feel like it's always my voice. Maybe I use inflection a little bit more, but I don't make up like a whole new voice when I'm podcasting, or at least I don't think I do. Um, but we have this new software. It's my first run using it today, so we'll see what happens. Uh, my microphone has already fallen in our test, which has never happened before, and this is not new. So we'll just see how this one goes. But it's crazy because I'm going to say, and this is no offense to the loads of folks I've interviewed in, in these recent episodes, but I don't think I fanboyed out as much on a guest since I interviewed Amy Freeze on like episode two or three, like meteorologist Amy Freeze, because maybe... I had a little bit of like a crush on her from seeing her on TV <laughs> all those nights at the firehouse doing the, doing the news and I got to interview her, but I've been following this guy for a long time and I'm so excited for this interview because I'm not really sure who I'm going to interview today because he's like the man of a thousand voices on Instagram in my mind. And it's just going to be this fun conversation. So Richard, oh my God, now I just totally messed you up too. <laughs> Zunia. Just Zunia. call me by my nickname. Just call me by my nickname like We're everybody else. We're just going else. with Zuni. We worked just on Just go with Zuni. It's much easier. Zuni, <laughs> what is happening? And if you don't know who I'm talking about and you're not watching, but if you are on IG, it's at Geekfire. You'll know him in a few minutes probably once Geek he gets Fire around, Inc. I'm sure. But yeah. How are you today? I am good. And I really want to know which one of the voices do you have a crush on? Which which what led you oh, to Arnold. reach out to me no, to fanboy? <laughs> It's Arnold, right? It has Arnold. to be Arnold. Your Arnold voice is like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally Let's Arnold. not waste any that time. It has to be your most popular. Let's not waste any time and let's get down the brass tacks. We are here because we are here for Arnold. You want to hear Arnold. You want to hear this, put those cookies down and uh, all of those things and we will get to it. If you set them up, I will knock them down. Let's do it. Seriously, though, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. That's what everybody wants. That's the money maker right now. Um, but yeah, how are you doing, my friend? Thank you so much for having me on here. This is, I love doing this so much fun. I hate when podcasts host fanboy or fangirl on their guests and I just can't get over how perfect. Cause it's funny when I read and I'm listening to it now, I'm listening to Arnold's, uh, audio, um, audio book that he just put out. And then you're on my IG all the time. And I'm like, bro, this guy sounds just like him. It's amazing. Dude, it's been a 33-year a, a journey from the, you know, the, the watching Kindergarten Cop in the movie theater. I had seen Twins. Twins was the very first Arnold movie that I had seen. And then uh, my parents took me to go see Kindergarten Cop. I think I was like eight or nine years old and instantly was a fan. And I started mimicking the lines and memorizing the, the freaking movie and going to school. And it was getting a reaction. It's been getting a reaction ever since then. I haven't stopped. Uh, I've always continued to listen to his interviews and kind of grow with him. Um, there's a part of my normal voice that sometimes comes out and I cannot help it. Um, but yeah, it's been 33 years of annoying family members and coworkers alike. <laughs> there's no way, like, it, it's just so natural. And I like how you said, like, sometimes it just flows through because you've been doing it. And I, I never, so I've always been an Arnold fan, right? Let's just say like, if you're born in the late 70s, early 80s, you grew up watching these Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, whether it was yeah. Predator, Commando, then he went into comedy, 
um, which I, I, talk, I feel someday I'm going to be on Smartless because he was just on the Smartless podcast a few weeks ago. And he talked about how I didn't know this, but he didn't take any money up front for twins. Uh huh. Because yes. none of the studios wanted to sign him for it. Him, right. uh, was it Ivan Reitman? And yep. I even think Danny DeVito didn't take any money up front for that movie. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think I saw that on YouTube. Huge, huge fan of like Arnold content on YouTube. His motivational speeches are awesome. If you're ever having a bad day, watch that and it'll it'll lift your spirits for sure. But um, yeah, the story came up on YouTube. I, I saw a couple of years ago where uh, Arnold's a businessman. That, that That's just always been his thing. He came over to the United sure. States, went to UCLA, majored in business. Uh, uh, he's just always about, you know, bettering himself and, and making the cash, which is completely understandable. He retires as a bodybuilder, comes to the United States and starts selling himself as a movie star. So once he was bona fide, he did Conan the Barbarian, uh, the Terminator. I mean, people wanted him for action roles, but of course, being the kind of guy that he is, he wanted to expand. He wanted to go further than that. He wanted to do comedy. Of course, the studios laughed in, in his face. It was all about uh, kicking butt. It was all about Steven Seagal. It was all about Chuck Norris. It was all about... Uh, Van Damme, all those guys, action stars ripped, right? After all, he started it. Um, yeah. And then he wants he to be comedy. The original action stars. Exactly. He, he pretty much gives birth to the, to the cheesy genre of the 80s and 90s that we know and love. Um, but yeah, the, of course, the studios, uh, Hollywood studios are just, they don't like taking risks. They want that for sure thing. Uh, I, they're a business too. There you laugh at his face. Well, he... Uh, teams up with Ivan Reitman after watching Ghostbusters, which, come on, 80s guys uh, and gals, we love Ghostbusters, right? Approaches Ivan Reitman. Sure. Ivan Reitman's like, hey, hello, Ivan, this is uh, Arnold, and it's fantastic what you did with uh, the Ghostbusters and Slimer and the Stay Puffed and watch out, right? Well, Ivan's like, hey, you know, you're pretty funny and I like you. I believe in this. I I'm going to write a project for you. So he, there's a few scripts he writes and Twins is the one that he lands with and you know, Arnold, of course, is like, hey, let's really play this up. Why not get Danny DeVito? And, uh, you know, they all team up and they don't take a, a, any any upfront money at all for this project. And the studio is basically like, you guys are going to lose all your stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because the pressure's on and because they are fully responsible, of course, they do a great job. We get this awesome movie. It makes so much money. And Hollywood says, screw you guys. We're never doing a deal like this for any other actor. Uh, congratulations. You're taking our money. But that's it. So they closed the book on that deal. There's, there's hasn't been one ever since. And I'm very, very sure that is, uh, that movie was able to allow Arnold, Danny DeVito and Ivan Reitman to control their future, uh, career. Oh, for sure. When you listen to them talk about it on a po on podcast, they were basically like, yeah, that pretty much set me up for life. <laughs> and yeah, any it, other actor will tell you that will never happen again. That deal. <laughs> it's a great story. And it's a great insight of how like Hollywood really works and, and you know, what, what people are after and, and, the business moves that that you have to make to to win i think too something that you said about arnold that i love about him that again not really until i started listening to him more and even post pandemic you know is when he started those youtube clips just trying to inspire people but he's recently had i don't know if it, on which streaming platform it was on but he had a great like three-part series one was about his bodybuilding one was about his uh movie career netflix. and the other was about his uh yeah on netflix on his uh on his political career and he mm -hmm. based them all the same way. And it's just about trying to be of service. And I think when we think about what you and I do for a living, if everyone kind of thinks about our lives that way in our careers, we can make everything better.
Uh, I I agree. I agree with that. And and yeah, isn't his his books called "Be Useful," right? Yes. Yep. That was a term I, from his father, is what he had said repeatedly. Anyway. Right. Yeah. His, his 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 my father told me be useful. I could hear his voice. But I I think it's a, a extremely great advice to be useful because you're given yourself purpose, not just. I I think. Uh, shoot, I just I'm going to be 42 next month, and I'm I'm starting to understand the more that I work for myself and the more that I do for myself, the more that it uh, radiates to my loved ones and, and those around me externally. So, but I have to do that first. I can't, it doesn't work the other way around is what I'm trying to say. Um, so if you have a purpose, if you think you're useful at something, if you're striving for something, you have goals, uh, you're contributing to a team or a culture or, or, or a workplace, I think it gives you self-worth and, and makes you more valuable as a person, makes you more attractive as a person and um, allows you to have more opportunity. So it's just like a positive thing for yourself and everyone around you to really be the best version of yourself. Right. And that's something too, that, you know, when, when, you know, we, we both come are on different sides of the country, right. But in our time of growing up, if you were putting yourself first or doing these things for yourself, you were considered, and I guess conceited would be the word or self-serving because we didn't learn that really we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of someone else. And it's such a big thing. And again, you look at Arnold, right? He was taking care of his body to take care of himself and help others. He was taking care of himself with movies and then looking to take care of others that were in the movies with him. You know, the same type of a, a, a thought process there. That's, that's very interesting. You said a lot there. There's a lot to unpack and I, there, I have comments about like six things I, I should have yeah, go. I should go. have had my, my notepad here, dude. So, um, yeah, one, one of the things that, that attracted me to, to Arnold's thought process at an early age, uh, if, if, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking. Oh, do, I, do I have to say it? I'm 45, so I got you by a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're in the same, we're in the same ballpark. You remember in elementary school, getting a, a, a sheet of paper that said, you know, the presidential fitness achievement award. And yeah. it had George Bush's yeah, yeah, signature yeah. and Arnold, it, Arnold and George Bush were on there. So of course that was another skit. That was like a viral skit on the playground. Hey, do Arnold, you know, signing your autograph on, on okay, come here. And I sat there at the, at a, at a bench in elementary school and everyone's lining up and I'm, I'm doing skits for each, each of these people, basically like, like the future was, it was like my DMS right now. The future was calling to me in the past, but, um, <laughs> that that whole thing was cool because his campaign at the time was exercise your body but also exercise your mind and i thought that was super cool because i was like a like a brainiac kid i i was always last picked in uh in in gym class i was you know a little bit of an outcast and, and didn't really quite fit in uh in the beginning uh and Hearing Arnold talk, you know, you you see his physical size and you're just like, holy crap, he's like the epitome of man. But also for him to promote, to read, uh, be educated, get your degree. And and it was like this round, well-rounded package. Same thing with him going from action to comedy. You have this guy that, sure, he's he can do action-packed stuff, but he could also deliver the goods on the funny side. And I, that's kind of what I, I, I live by. So I have this Instagram account. Sure. I like to be an action hero too. I love to be uh, cutting holes on the roof. I love to go interior. I love to be aggressive. I love to, I, I want to save people, man. You know, that's why I do, do this job. But 
I also love to be funny and have fun and spread smiles and it's not all serious all the time. So, uh, I, I just get a kick out of just packing as much stuff to make me more well-rounded as I can. And, uh, uh, Arnold, Arnold inspired that from day one, you know? I think about you now doing that on the schoolyard, signing those and talking like him, and it just being a viral TikTok video that you know my kids are posting, and being like, "Dad, look at these kids! Look at this kid right here!" You may have a Polaroid of that. Like, you got a Polaroid somewhere from that? You signed the Polaroid? I barely, I, you know, we're we're dudes, man, and and you know, we don't take pictures of each other. We don't go to the mall and get glamour shots and put them in our our clear three wing three ring binders. Um. You know, at least that's that's what girls did here on the West Coast. I'm not sure over there on the East Coast, but uh, glamour shots was a thing. Maybe okay, all right, cool. See, I'm learning. I'm learning so much. <laughs> I'm learning so much about everybody and regions and cultures. It's freaking awesome. Really, has been one of the best parts of this whole this whole journey. Um, but uh, but it goes. Back I, to, I have some like pictures from like like Arnold's. Go ahead. I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. You got me. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I was saying like, it's like Arnold said, like, you know, you exercise your body, you exercise your mind. It's that same thing. Like he was trying to tell us at a young age, like you have to be well-rounded. You have to sort of put part of yourself first, but it doesn't mean you have to be a hundred percent about yourself, you know, like, but you, you have to be happy to make others happy. You have to be happy to be useful in a way. And that happy looks different for all of us too. Um, I'm definitely learning that as I age. And I think we're uh -huh. trying to share that with, with that younger generation now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great concept. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's, it's this balance, just, just like with everything, right? There's got to be some kind of balance there. So you have to be a little bit selfish, but as long as that selfishness is in the service of something greater or, or others, then, then it, it, it makes it, I, th I think that balances it on the other end. Right. Um, and I'm not even sure it's selfish, right? It, it, it's the word to use. It's a bad word to use, huh? But it's really not. Yeah, it There's got to be a better word. Because like, I'm doing the whole fitness thing. You know, it's always been like, oh, you just want to look good with your shirt off. And I'm like, of course I want to look good with my shirt off. But I also want to live till I'm 100. And I know if I take care of my body now, that may give me a better chance. There's no guarantee. But I'm going to try to make myself better now to go that much longer. So it... I don't know. I wish I knew the word. Well, I have to come up with a new word. That's not selfish. I, I like that analogy. And that that's, that's where I wanted to go next with it is the, is the fitness aspect. And, and uh, because there's mirrors around and because it's your physical external body that is shown and what people are seeing results with um, it gets a bad rap, but I truly believe that it is the most underused antidepressant is, is a workout or, or a walk or just getting some sun uh, um, turning off your phone, taking a break is very important because really it's just the concept about your cup being full, uh, and the saucer. I, I, I see if I could not butcher this, but think of, you know, think of a coffee cup and then think of a saucer that's underneath. And when you fill that coffee cup with good things, with positivity, with self-love and workouts and knowledge and all that good stuff, it'll start to overflow. And then in the saucer underneath, you have extra. And then whoever else is around you can scoop up from that extra. And then a little bit off the top, too, because you have so much in that cup. But if you're constantly pouring that cup out for other people in, in negative ways, people pleasing, um, um, you know, trying to get on top of work vindictively, uh, there's, there's so many ne negative things out there that you're just pouring it out and wasting it on insufficient things. 
there's nothing, there's no room and there's no coffee or whatever was in there left for anyone else, including yourself. And that's when things like, you know, blowing up and, 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 and I, it just gets too much. I think when you get overwhelmed when your uh, cup is empty, if you don't fill it yourself. So it's not entirely selfish. You're right. And um, I think we all owe it to ourselves to give us some me time. Yeah. And some of those simple things, like you said, I've had so many guests talk about, you know, it doesn't have to be the crazy extreme CrossFit workout or, you know, like I'm going uh, scuba dive and eight million feet under the earth or something. It's just a simple walk, you know, just go outside and get back into nature. A few episodes ago, Cara uh, St. Florine Fitness was on and, and she talked about how she just loves being in nature and being out by herself with her dog, walking and seeing new things. And that really allows her to kind of almost refill that cup because she is definitely a giver and that saucer is, is kind of overflowing all the time, but I, I, those simple types of things. And again, I can, I'm going to just keep going back to Arnold in this episode, but he talks about that, you know, with some of the mistakes he's made in life in his, in his story. And, you know, mistakes and failures is part of the process as well, um, that, that he brings up. So, um, there's maybe some viewers uh, that are watching this that, that do go extreme. They do uh, uh, go, go hard. And if, hey, if that's what, what works for you, fantastic. Find what works for you. Some of us, like myself, will find something new and get super, super obsessed with it, go way too overboard, piss everyone off around me, and then have nothing left in my cup. I've done that more than a few times. I will admit it. It's okay. I know. <laughs> is you that you as well? Up if you're not watching, my hand is up. Oh, yeah. Not to take away from anyone else. That's, there's some very disciplined people that I have, especially on our job. Hats off to them. That is not me. I have to really work my ass off to, to do things, a lot of things. Uh, yeah. But uh, where was I going with that? I know I don't want to interrupt you because I made it's, it. Oh, it's, it's okay. I'm one of those people. It's okay to fail. Go ahead. It's okay to screw up. Yeah. It's okay 100%. to stumble. Just like right now, I forgot what the hell I was saying, but we're back on the horse. Who cares? Let's go forward with this episode. I'm having a great time, right? So um, it, it's okay to fall down. It's okay to mess up. Um, I, I get that question a lot. Like, dude, you just turn on the camera and and stuff happens. It's like, yeah, because I ha there's no fear there. there. There really isn't. I've been doing this a long time. I've been in front of thousands of people doing stand up and you know, I have that experience, but what I've learned from getting booed off stage and, and wanting to quit and, and be embarrassing myself, uh, is it's okay. It'll pass. The feeling will pass. And, and you just grow from it from every boo. I've gotten better from every, every bad joke. I've had 10 great ones that have come from it because I, I won't go there. I've offended people. It's okay. You can offend people and still not get canceled. It's okay. You just have to, you know, be kind of fearless. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's what helps. All right. So you said it, so now I'm, I want to hear more about it. Cause I had no idea about stand up comedy. So when did you get into that and how long has that been going? You know, I mean, you're definitely funny as hell on Instagram, but there's a difference between being funny on Instagram and standing up on that dark stage all alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, like I said, in elementary school, you know, and a little, you know, going into junior high, just, I did not and could not fit in. Not that I was really overly trying to, but I felt like I was the outcast and it just was, it, it was, 
I was just goofy and awkward. I was trying to be funny. I, I knew I wanted to be funny. I loved uh, laughing. I loved watching SNL and, you know, Steve Martin and Three Amigos back in the day and <laughs> Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice. But uh, um, I couldn't really find the groove. And, every, you know, I get booed in class. I'd say something dumb and awkward. And you've all, uh, that was me. I was that kid that would say stupid crap uh, in, in, in school. And it wasn't funny at all. So, but I got to high school and I just happened to take a theater class I, or I, I was placed in drama. I don't think I even elected to be there. Um, and I hit the ground running and I, I found my people. I found my niche. I found what made me tick, uh, and getting thrown, basically getting thrown up on stage helped me overcome a lot of anxieties and insecurities I had and gave my, uh, my attention span of focus. So it was the first discipline I've ever, ever really learned. It was the first team I was a part of, uh, having, you know, to, to, to perform and learn my lines and rehearse and be there every day and be committed. I loved it. I loved the whole community aspect of it. I loved uh, challenging myself and I loved how uncomfortable it made me feel. So because I pushed myself and, and, and went through the fire instead of running away from it, I learned a lot and I grew as a person. So it the creativity bug just it it it, it hatched and it it uh, it grew and it was a monster from that point on and I, from theater I started doing improv comedy then improv comedy uh, gave way to the stand up act uh, which which I love to share everything that you're seeing right now on Instagram everything the Star Wars the Arnold uh, J Jeff Goldblum uh, everything is the exact stuff as what my stand-up act was. I had a part of my stand-up act was what if star Wars was released today? And I do the, you know, get ready this oh, summer. Oh, you saw it. <laughs> you saw it. In the, you saw it in the theater. Then you bought it on home video. Then you saw it in the theater again. Then you bought it on home video for your kids. Now star Wars starring Jim Carrey. And it was, you know, 1999. So I had Gilbert Gottfried and you know, Oh, Oh, Luke, I'm your father. Oh, Oh, it was ridiculous. But it's it's the, the same stuff that was in that act is coming to life now. And it's almost like, um, you know, Ray Romano or Tim Allen, where they had a stand up act and then their sitcoms were basically just fleshed out versions of that act. It feels like that's what that's what I'm going through right now. And it's freaking uh, I'm having a blast. dude. It's just fun. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, and that's it. Right. You have this audience of just you know the world you know what i mean like who you, your videos have hundreds of thousands of views and you're gonna have the people that don't like you you're gonna have the people that love you and want more and they're both gonna tell you about it but as long as you're having fun doing it that's the key you know absolutely 100 percent um see I, I had a i had a podcast and what i believe most of the uh your audience or the fire service in general will remember me from talking out of my stash especially this uh one of the videos i did with uh the uh boyd street incident for la city the guys that got burned i had a couple of them uh, on the podcast amazing episodes okay. um i loved doing it it was doing well it was doing okay i will say it was doing okay uh it just stopped being fun it just stopped being fun it became a job and uh home was affected work started getting a little it started getting affecting other aspects of life and it was time to stop a lot of people were disappointed and i'm sorry but uh yeah, it, it, it just stopped being fun. So I took a six month break and all of a sudden got the bug again. I go, Hey, you know what? I'm going to open up another Instagram and just stick to Instagram. Uh, I'll show my artwork and my tattoo stuff and all that, that, that whole thing. And then it spun way out of control in the best way. 
because it, it got fun. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. And I, that was my whole, right? the whole That's thing so from the beginning was be yourself. I kept saying, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. That was, that was the theme. The last, ep- the last go around with the podcast, I was saying, be, don't be a douchebag. Don't be a douchebag. <laughs> Stupid, dumb. I pretty much say that about myself every day. <laughs> and that's, I tell myself that, but to me, it's a little bit of a joke and, and it's good motiva- motiv- motivation. Hey bro, don't be a douchebag. Cause I know what I'm capable of and how far I can go. I can be a big douchebag. So I have to cage the beast, you know? <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so I said, Hey, I gotta, I gotta get a little bit more positive about life here. That's not a positive statement. A positive statement is be yourself. And I know who myself is. It's a geek that loves comic books and, and going to opening night dressed as Batman and Comic-Con and, you know, Star Wars tattoos. That's, that really is what I love. And we can bring it back to the theme of the episode where, Hey, you got to have hobbies, boys. I cannot advocate for that enough uh, to, to have ho- hobbies I outside think the more job. Than, I think more than just having hobbies outside the job, though, something really like the key takeaway in what you said there that I think is way too many of us in trouble, not just firefighters, people in general, though, you realize doing that podcast that it was affecting you in a negative way. You may have still been enjoying doing it, but we have to realize that these things that we enjoy doing or that we've done, if they're starting to affect us negatively, you have to put a stop to it, no matter how hard that is or what other people think. You just have to do that. It's a calculated risk like we do at work, right? Um, I'll, I'll bring it back to in, in July, I got injured. Everything was going fine at work and I was healthy. And then July, my stomach decided to explode and I was one day away from sepsis, which thank God we caught it in time. Okay, four hour surgery. I have a colostomy bag right now uh, and it'll it'll almost be a whole year off of work once I get back. Um, and that has really shown it's, it's, it's taught, it's taught me a lot. And, and a lot of it is, is, you know, these hobbies that I have and, and, and it's, it's, it's just brought me back to, to my core. Um, For sure. I mean, any, any type of major incident like that, you know, like a sentinel event, like we call them in, in EMS when, when someone has a, an event like that, that changes you really allows you to refocus on, that importance, you know, and right. it's easy when you don't have anything medically going on to not really think about that. And then it happens and you have to, it just comes and hits you over the face. So what that, well, one of the things that that forced me to do was one, look at and appreciate my hobbies because it, that's, what's kept me going. It's given me purpose to, to draw a little bit every day. Thank God for that. Um, but the other thing is the, uh, aspect of uh shoot i keep getting losing my train of thought here um what was it that you had just said that you just mentioned about the injury oh calculator risk sorry man um that's all right i was assigned to the truck okay i was assigned to the truck sweet gig always in the bucket uh tillerman always love best spot in the house freaking love it yes uh was there about three or four years and this incident happened. I knew I was going to be gone for a while. I want to keep my spot on the truck, but I can't leave the guys hanging. Uh, and if I get back, am I going to be physically strong enough to... I, I, I lost 20 pounds and I have not been able to gain them back. That's going to affect truck work. Gotcha. I cannot be on the truck anymore. Yeah. I, could, I could go back and be on the truck and try to work my way. But I, I fully believe that I cannot give 100%. So I got to go hang out on an engine for a while. Not, not to take away anything from engine work. 
but I got to go to a slower engine. Got to go hang out on an engine for a while. I got to go slow down and hang out on a slower engine and and, and recover. And maybe I can revisit things. That's the move for you. That's the move for the folks you work with. That's the move for the folks that we go out and answer calls to. And when people don't have that self-awareness to make that decision, like it's time to not be here, that's when that calculated risk, you're, you've, you fuck that part up in the easy way yeah. to say it. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's that half selfish, half service is what we're talking about is it is selfish of me to want to be a better body for my family. And, but also it's, it's of service to, to the job as like, Hey, I, I need to, uh, I need to get myself right before I can give a, a thousand percent to, uh, specialized equipment again. Well, I'll just be my fitness motivator pip self. I'll put that hat back on that I used to wear a while ago and be like, you're going to get back. I can tell you got the, you yeah. got the mindset. It may not be at the, and it may, the other thing too, is it's hard when, listen, if you want to get back, you'll get yourself back there. If you feel as though, hey, this isn't really what I should be doing or something's going south, I think you'd probably be the first guy to be like, no, nope, I'm not doing it. I could, and that's fine. I would be working to get myself back. <laughs> yes is just as good as no. It is. For every yes and for every no, they're, they're equal. They're equal. When I, when I hear no, it motivates me. When I hear yes, it motivates me. It, it's, it, it, you know, I don't know. I, I, and that's another one. Is I, I, on life though, right? I, I really, I really think that that we need as as just people, we need to get comfortable with the word no. We have to get super comfortable with it. Yeah. Everyone is so uh, accessible right now on social media. Uh, that gives birth to people like demanding things without respect and without a hello, hey, how you doing? They'll just go straight to the point, and and if you tell them no. Or no, thank you. Or you could be the most respect, the most respectful way. It could really, it no offends a lot of people, and and it's sad. I, th- I think that's a, a, lot, a lot of our problems is uh, we hear no or someone with a different opinion, and it's and then we run away. Uh, uh-uh. I learn the most from the people I disagree with the most, and and yeah, because uh, I always yeah, want to know soapbox. why there's a no. No, that's a good soapbox. I always want to know why there's a no. Right. Like if I'm giving someone a no, right. Someone reaches out on, we'll just use Instagram. Someone reaches out and they have some, can you do this? Or can you send me this? And if it's yes, it's yes. Hey, here it goes. Give me your address. I can do it. If it's no, it's not just no, it's no because of A, B, C, and D or, Hey, can I get some more information so I can make this decision as to what I'm going to do? We ran into it. I don't run into it as much with the podcast, but with the not-for-profit you know, when other, other not-for-profits would hit my not-for-profit up for money, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> if I gave you the money people gave me, why don't you get the money from them? That's not how this works. Like, I, I right. want to help you, but I can't give you money. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. And I think we're all learning right now at the same time how to communicate again because we're, the, the, lo- the playing field has been completely leveled. You, you can get a hold of pretty much anybody if you do it the right way. Uh, and that's both scary and exciting. Um, but I think if we stay like vigilant with and, Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, dude, that's, that's how this started. That's how this started is Dane. Okay. Dane cook. This, this all lines up. Okay. This is awesome. Great. Dane cook. Uh, uh, th- you remember threads threads opened up like around July. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. June or July. It's, it's like an offshoot. It's Twitter's, Instagram's version of Twitter. 
So I jump on threads. Everyone's having a field day on there. Well, Dane Cook follows me back on threads. Dane Cook. And that was when I was doing stand-up was Dane Cook was the man. Dane Cook was the gold standard high-energy goofball that I was trying to copy. And he follows me back, you know, 20, 30 years later. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. It it brings back all the memories of my old stand-up act. So I fire up my phone and I do that exact piece from my stand-up act. That's that's 20 years old. No one can scream like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what I would warm up the crowd with. And boom, I had him after that. Same thing on Instagram. It worked in a room of 2,000 people. Now it's working on the planet. Um, but yeah, that, that's how this all started was, was trying, to, trying to get Arnold Schwarzenegger's attention. I got Dane Cook's attention. Now I'm, I'm creating my own storm and other people want my attention. This is insane. It's nuts, but it's a lot of fun. It's so awesome though. And again, it's all for positivity. So has Arnold ever, have you ever had any, no Arnold yet? Like, has he reached Not out? Yet. Like, has there any been any connection there? Not yet. He's, he's, he's huge. I get it. He's so busy. He's a philanthropist. He's got a lot on his plate. If, if I, I, I say it time and time again, if, if he doesn't reach out, uh, it's fine because the people that I have linked up with that are just huge Arnold fans and the conversations we have, the voice messages people send back and forth and DMs, it's, it's great. Mechanics, tattoo artists, uh, businessmen. Uh, uh, it, it's been, it's been fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so you keep saying this and it's on my list of topics anyway, and I'm covered in tattoos, but you're a tattoo artist as well. And you've tattooed a huge piece on yourself, which I was like, I've seen people tattoo themselves, but not as big of a piece as, as you took on. So when yes. did that all just kind of jump into that? So, uh, again, being a geeky, nerdy, awkward, uh, outcast kid in elementary school, I, I, I took to reading and comic books and, and media uh, larger than life characters. Uh, and when I love something, I want, I want to hang on to it. I want to, I want to recreate it. I want, I want more. So, um, I grew up with like He-Man and Thundercats and Looney Tunes and all that kind of Saturday morning stuff. I started drawing as a kid just to replicate that stuff. I would, you know, get magazines and try to replicate and, and have, have something to focus on. That was the first thing where like family members were like, dude, you're really good at this. And it felt good to get that validation. I kept doing it. Uh, and same thing at school. And, you know, that, that's always been my, my number one thing. My number one hobby was artwork and drawing. So, you know, start off with pencils, color pencils, crayons, like everybody else continued with paints and oils, airbrush, pinstriping, um, shit murals, murals at work. I do any station I'm at. I do a huge mural of the, the patch or, or something there, uh, with the apparatus started doing, um, Logos for fire departments. A lot of a lot of firemen across the country know me for doing the logos. I've done several for people all over the world. Love doing that. Uh, the next logical step was to start tattooing. I have tattoos. I love them. Um, yeah, and <laughs> it's only the medium that you have left is to to put it on people's bodies. <laughs> it was, and I had a ton of people coming up to me going, "Dude, we love your artwork. Why don't you tattoo?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm you know." I respect the process. It's a lot like the fire service where you have to do an internship and you gotta, you gotta put your time in and you know, you gotta have respect for the place. It's not your house. You're bothering, you're borrowing it. Uh, you know, it reminds me a lot of the fire service, you know, uh, which, which is cool. That's a cool aspect of it, but you know, I respected it. So I didn't want to jump in there and just buy something and, and do it renegade. Well, turns out that's what everybody's doing right now. And now's the time to be self-taught because you could buy guns on Amazon. 
you can buy tattoo machines on Amazon. And, and that's what I did. And I started doing practice skin stuff and it came natural. Surprise, surprise. And I started tattooing myself and my girlfriend and family members and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Anybody who wanted a tattoo, like, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I have my, uh, I... oh boy. Oh boy. That's my Darth Vader there. Did I, did you see oh, that one? That's awesome. Yep. And this that is, is the awesome, big, uh, gorilla I did on myself. Oh, and then I did that one on my hand too. So I saw the gorilla. I didn't see the gorilla finished until just now, but this is also a, a size up first for all the listeners. Like if you've got to go to YouTube for this one, cause you know, he's lifted up his, his pants and things. So this is a new, I don't know what kind of rating we get for nudity, but we may get a different rating on YouTube now. <laughs> oh, edit that out. Edit that out. If, <laughs> if, if you so choose, <laughs> you got my permission. No way, man. There's no way. Uh, no way. We're, we're definitely keeping that, but it's so awesome. Like, and, and I love, you know, tattoos. I have a lot of them. Uh, my wife has a lot of them. Uh, we basically say if it wasn't for children and money, we would probably be covered in tattoos. Um, but between the time and the money that goes into doing that, but it's just such a cool medium that allows you to express kind of how you're feeling so that it's one of those things. Everybody sees them, but no one really knows why these certain tattoos are on my body, except me. And I don't go around telling people unless they ask, really. Do, do your tattoos have meaning? I mean, I'm not, not that I'm asking the exact uh, thing. Pretty but... much. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Well, pretty much everything that I have tattooed on me has some form of meaning, um, except for like my young 18-year-old mess that I got on this arm. Of course, of course. <laughs> that's, that's to teach my kids, don't be an idiot at 18. <laughs> um, but everything means something to me in a different way that I got it. Um, and, and the same with my wife, you know, everything she's actually in the process of planning a, another large one right now. Um, kind of that has to do with me, which is scary in my mind. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, bitching, <laughs> bitching. Yeah. I got the, I got the, uh, I did this cause my, too. my gal's a, a Scorpio. So that's why I did. Oh, okay. I did the, uh, the scorpion tattoo there. It's funny. I'm a Scorpio and I'm always like, I'm going to put a scorpion on me. And I'm like, why am I putting a, I don't even like do a, any of that stuff. <laughs> the scorpions are badass though, especially on a tattoo form. <laughs> they are, they are. Maybe, maybe if we ever link up, I'll let you throw a, a scorpion on me somewhere. Why yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm down. It's crazy though. that like, you can buy tattoo machines on Amazon. And actually the, so the last time my wife and I got tattooed together, uh, we were down in Key West. Um, so it was our second time getting the same tattoo in Key West at the same tattoo studio. But the guy nice. who did it, the guys who did ours had those new like Bluetooth machines that make no noise. Uh -huh. Yeah. I was so wigged out. I'm like, where's the buzz? Like, I didn't know when he was going to hit me because it's on the back of my calf. And like, I'm waiting for the buzz. And then all of a sudden I'm feeling the burn. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for them to come out with that. That's what I use is I use the, the little, they're, they're, I had them here, but. Anyway, they're super tiny. They're about probably about that big and they, they pack a punch like and a you can get them. Yeah. You can get them on Amazon for 150 bucks. I've bought the $800 expensive oh. ones and I've also bought the hundred dollar ones. Can't tell the difference. Cannot tell the difference. So, uh, even some big tattoo artists on Instagram, they'll swear by the hundred dollar ones all, all day long, but the tech, the tech has caught up and the, the worst part, or I mean, the, the only downside to those machines is the lack of that buzzing sound, which we're also familiar with in a, in a shop and almost gives you a little bit of comfort when you're getting the tattoo because we love that process, right? Yeah. It's almost like the smell of the green soap. You know it's coming. Yep. Yep. You it's got some kind of, of old... Like, it's part of it. Here they come. You got a cheesy movie playing on the TV or some some kind of loud music going or both. You got the green soap and you got uh, the, the buzz of the tattoo machine. It's just, it's just part of it. 
Um, so yeah, that misses it from it because it's very quiet. And I wouldn't doubt if you know in the future, like electric cars, they add some kind of artificial speaker that that makes that noise on those machines. <laughs> so many people complained; they thought they made them better, and then all of us like assholes complained, like we want the noise back. I need the noise. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I mean, as a for on on the other side of the table, it's they're freaking awesome, and I can have multiple setups and and just just go to town. Uh, you know, one for shading, one for lining, and then an extra one just in case the battery uh, craps out. So it's uh, the embracing new technology is is you know always been my thing. So I, I like I like those. There's yeah, still some purists out look there. At, look at what we're doing today. It's a brand I, exactly new whole podcast format that I'm doing now. Like, and it's exciting. Not even the lie for the folks listening still in this episode. Sebi, Jeremy, and I were geeking out over the past couple of days on how this thing works and how we can make it work better and what we can do. Um, and it gets that excitement lit again. Not that I, I'm still excited every show that I get to record, but the back end excitement, first time ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool thing. New stuff always pops up. It's fun to watch the YouTube videos, you know, explaining the updates or, you know, you get, you get in a jam, right? Something doesn't work. Your, your equipment's off. It's cool to hunt for the, for the answer. I, at least I, I enjoy that aspect. And I, I think sure. for those of us that have been doing this for a while, you know, on, online stuff, uh, you got to enjoy the process. Otherwise it's very, it could be very frustrating, but that, that could be said for anything. Fire department, tattooing, artwork, who, who, yeah, all the above. That's it. That's half the battle. It, it's the same thing. Like sure. In the fire service, new things come out and we complain because that's what we do. That's what anybody does when something's new. They complain. But over time, we realize that, oh, this is really the way to go. And it's going to be better. Not everything is success. I've, I've known, I know you probably have as many new things that came along that went just as fast as they came as I did. But there's oh, so yeah. many things that are better now because of this. The, uh, we got Genesis tools at, on, our, on our truck when I was there. And they're, they're the battery-operated uh, extrication tools. And, of course the first thing people say is there's no way that a, that a portable battery operated extrication tool can work. We cut, we could cut almost three cars with, with one tool on one, on one battery. Uh, amazing. Sir, we, they're we way lighter. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, and that's what's funny is they're, ve they're heavier they're per, heavy. you know, they're if you weigh them, they're heavier, but because of the lack of the cord, they're more freeing and you could do m way more maneuvers and much more work in a quicker time. Freaking love those things. So, um, My God bless technology uh, and advancements. We started with combi tools. Yeah. Uh -huh. We put combi tools on some of the, the outlying engines and in the process of getting more for the rescue, because we liked what we got off the combi tool, we had a really labor intensive pin and we had some issues with the motors and, and the older stuff. And that little combi tool went to town man. and, and one battery where you're like, this battery isn't going to last for one cut. And yeah, look how far yeah. it's come. Now, I will say, when they first came out, you know, 10 years ago or so, 12 years ago or so, definitely the battery technology was not there. But right. if you had a bad experience in the past, use the new stuff because it's a totally different world out there. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I, I, I'm not an equipment guy. Like a lot of some people come in my DMs and be like, can you talk about equipment? I'm like, I just, it's just work. I, I, I'd rather yeah. leave work at work and do home at home. But but that's the one thing I, I will geek out over the Genesis tools. I freaking love them. I love those. That line. All right. We're talking about that now, right? Leave work at work and do home at home because it's such a big part of some folks 
downfalls, especially in our career, because it is very hard because we love our job and we're really, everybody's all into it, but you have to leave it there, right? When you walk out that door. There's balance. There's balance. And we, we, we have a, before the academy starts, when we get hired uh, with our department, we call family day where all the recruits and their families, parents and loved ones, kids, whoever uh, comes with you. And then, and, and the uh, cadre speaks to the family, speaks to you and, and gives like expectations. And that was one of the things that one of the captains had said, he was a one year from retirement. And he says, leave work at work and leave home at home. That's the only advice I'm going to give you guys. And of course, you're 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 brand new and you're ready to go and you're everything's yes, yes, of course. Yeah. But you don't really understand until you go through it. And uh yeah, this has been 12 years and I'm just starting to scratch the surface of understanding that. It's very important. I still don't know how to explain it yet. Don't ask me to. <laughs> but um it takes time. I mean, I'm it does. I am in 4 days. I'll be on my 20th year. I'm starting my 20th year. And oh, hell yeah. it took me, I would say up to, let's say 15, year 15 to really, truly understand that. Um, and it actually took me, I've talked about this on a few other episodes too, getting a commute because I used to live five minutes from where I worked pretty much five, 10 minutes, depending on which house I went to. Um, and then we moved 30 minutes South and I realized how different of a person I was walking in my front door to my wife and kids with a 30 minute kind of cool down mode, as opposed to just that five minutes, you know, I was still Lieutenant Pip because I was a Lieutenant at that time, um, walking in the door as opposed to now. And I walk in and I'm like, yes, I'm home. This is great. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. That's, I didn't think of that. You get time to decompress. You you put your music on or a, or a podcast. I know that's very popular is to, you know, I love doing that. Uh, a book on tape. And that's it. People ask me, or a book like, on tape. what is it? What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, book on tape, book on Spotify. Like book on Spotify. Yeah. How I feel. Some days it's, it's Arnold. Some days it's a, a fire, maybe a fire podcast. It may be a adult oriented podcast or a tattoo podcast. It may be, right. uh, I want to listen to acoustic slow jams or nineties R and B, or it may be the Wu-Tang clan and death metal. You know, that decompression is how I feel like it needs to be for me that day. And I get to pick, I get those choices. Thanks to Spotify. No, and, no and we have those options. Thanks to technology. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's super interesting because I, I always wonder about retirees and kind of worry about retirees. Cause I see a lot of them struggling and, and, you know, not let being able to let go of the job. And of course, you know, you internalize that at least I do and say, Hey, is that going to be me? What do I need to do now to avoid that? Uh, what should I be looking out for? What are the signs and symptoms, right? All, all that, that stuff that we kind of, when we sit around the coffee table, pick our Welcome brains about life. it with each other. <laughs> exactly. Right. We do it to ourselves. My conversation every day with myself. Yeah. <laughs> what am I we do, do it to ourselves. Come here anymore. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and that's, that's questions you can ask yourself on the drive home. <laughs> I'm an, I'm an hour away from work. So, <laughs> but, so I, I, I know the feeling at that time. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't think I'm like, I can't believe we're moving far away. Like this is going to suck. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this is actually like a really beneficial thing for me to be able to do this. Like, let me take this time and, and kind of do that decompression because we are all about it. And, you know, I don't want people to think that we're not saying when I'm not at the, I'm, I am 100% a firefighter 100% of the time 
all the time. I'm a firefighter. That's what I do. That's my life. But when I'm home, it's not my priority. There's someone else there doing that job, just like I do it on the 24 hours I'm there. Right now, there's somebody else there doing it, and that's what they do. If they call me and need something, I'm going to pick up the phone and help them, just like if anyone calls me for any reason, I'm going to pick up the phone and help them. But it's not my priority. My priority is my life here in, in the house and whatever else I have going on. Very well said. Very well said. And and, and to add to that on, on, on my end is, you know, just because I am funny and a goofball on Instagram, 100% of the time that you watch does not mean that that is me, my personality or my mood 100% of the day. Far from it. Because <laughs> what you're seeing is a 30-second well window. 30 seconds, okay? And some people's perceptions are those that those 30 seconds took me all day to edit. Sometimes it only takes five minutes. Sometimes it does take a few hours. You, you don't really know, you know? So uh, social media is, is, is an interesting place, but I, I just don't want people to get the wrong idea that thinking that I'm at work. When, when I'm at work, it's pretty serious business. I'm, I'm, yeah, we have fun, of course, and we, we do talk. I, I cannot repeat the things and the jokes uh, uh, at all, not even close. Uh, but again, that's a different side. That's, the that's the real life side. Dude, it's yeah. a it's a riot. I can imagine man. the Arnold voice being used at the right time, like as being just like, oh my god. <laughs> well, okay, quick story, not work related. This did not happen at work. Disclaimer: This did not happen at work. I'm in I'm in Las Vegas for this Viva Las Vegas Rockabilly uh, convention years ago, and um, it's myself and uh, a bunch of rockabilly dudes, super into the scene. They took me out there. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, they had a friend from New York visit. And he had no idea who I was. So my buddies get those, those buddies say, he's never met you before. Your name is Arnoldo Schwarzenegger. Or I don't know, they, 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 Schwarzenegger or, or, or Zuniga or whatever it was. They came up with a fake name, a backstory. And they said, you are going to be talking like Arnold 100% of this weekend. Okay. <laughs> Challenge accepted to prank this guy, to prank this, this, this visitor. So sure enough, he came and he was like, you know, in the beginning, he's like, I, I don't know. It sounds kind of funny. And of course, they're distracting him. And I, I stay in character the whole time. And eventually, he buys it. Well, we're in an elevator. Okay, we get in an elevator. And it's 2 in the morning. And there's f six dudes in this elevator, six, two and above besides me, right? And this gal and her husband walks into the elevator. And they both look up and they're like, oh, shit. So they do the uncomfortable thing. They're right in the middle of us. Door closes and all the guys are being loud and rambunctious and saying this and that. And she makes a comment. Jeez, it's getting a little loud in here, don't you think, honey? And I just come in and say, quiet. Everyone starts dying laughing. <laughs> Everyone's choking, laughing so hard. She looks at her husband like, are you going to do something or say something, dude? And he looks at her. He looks at the guys and goes, <laughs> the door opens and they run out of there. It was freaking hilarious, dude, but it was perfectly <laughs> fine uh, and still in character. And the next morning I, I started talking like this because the, you know, I was, I was done with it and he was blown away. He's like, who's talking? What is that? And I'm like, that's, that's, that is my impression. That is not how I normally, this is how I talk. And everyone had a good laugh and it was a good time. But, but that's off duty. You said, like, we do have a good time. 
Of course, that's off duty. But at work, listen, we we do have a good time. You know, it's one of those things that I feel like this show, even though we talk a lot of stuff about being off the job, you know, we're also trying to give the real version of it. And listen, we have a very serious job that we do. And you're in a it's just like to me, it's just like being at home, but it's a different home with this higher level of seriousness that goes on. But when we're not doing that, we're still having trying to have the best time to get us through the bad times that we have to go through is an easy way to put it. Yeah. And, and there, there's a duality to it, which is cool. I love, I love the duality, right? Like Batman and, and Bruce Wayne, there's a, there's a duality there. There's an alter ego. Uh, there's an up and a down, there's a yin and a yang, there's a balance there. Um, and I think that is crucial for us. Sure. You, you, I don't believe that you can be a total goofball at work 100% of the time. Hell no. We got a job to do. It's very serious, yes. And when we have to put our heads together, we need to do it seriously. But also, I believe you don't have to be training and being a, a, a super tough guy 100% of the day either. There's a balance there. Yes, you need to be a super tough guy sometimes. Yes, you also need to have a sense of humor sometimes. There needs to be balance there. And uh, I, uh, I've had a great time with, with that aspect. That's the one aspect that I brought in of my personality to the job that's still with me. And that's what, that's what carries me through is being able to have uh, a balanced duality uh, to be able to use. Some people might call it bipolar. Some people might call it multiple personalities. Some people might find it annoying. I don't care. It works for me and, and my crew. <laughs> that line's been said a couple of times, I'm sure. Before, <laughs> Yes. But that's it, right? It, it's all about balance. And, and that's what we're really talking about with this. When we talk about hobbies and things you do is just trying to keep that level-headed balance. And some days you're going to be up really high and some days you're going to be up really low. Some things are going to work. Other things are going to fall on your face. And trying to keep that balance is it, man. That's it. And that's, that's what I'm, you know, you see me posting all these videos and being a goofball and I've been accused of, yeah, you're, you're not going to get famous. No one's going to get famous on Instagram. I'm not trying to get famous, dude. I'm just trying to share share oh, that's how i was raised was to share my gifts with the world if you everyone has gifts everyone has a talent everyone has a a calling share it share it with people it'll it'll give you some purpose it'll make you useful it'll it'll help you find friends it'll invite new people into your home put yourself out there it's a great again that positivity of social media you know not looking cuz there's definitely a negative side to it too but if oh, yeah. you can find the positive people, that's who you need to follow. You need to follow the people that are consistently putting out positive con content and are being as genuine as you at least think they're being. Yes. You, and you, you train, you train the, the app, you train it, what you look at, what you like, what you comment on, what you say, it's all monitored. We all know that we all know that. And, and, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, no. No. there is a way to control it. There is a way to control it. And, and if, all you're seeing is negativity and politics and or, or whatever that is getting you angry. That's all you're looking at. It's feeding it to you because for a reason you're looking at it. Um, on my account, I get tattoo artists and, and impression people and, and other artwork stuff, which is, that's what I want to see. I don't, I don't want to see people arguing, fighting or hurting themselves. I'm uh um, this this episode is going to come out in a few weeks, but I'm currently seeing a shirtless Travis Kelsey on my feed everywhere. So I guess I said his name too many times this weekend. <laughs> that must be what you want to see. <laughs> and I am not, and it could be, it could be, I'm not an Eagles fan. 
I'm not really a shirtless Travis felt uh, Kelsey fan, but you know, that's the way it rolls, but that's it, right? It's finding that positivity and, you know, and, and we're getting up to this hour and I don't want to keep you too long, but you know, and, and watching, I got people, all day, dude. people on a podcast <laughs> too, <laughs> right? Because this is your, like, I'm not saying you're not your genuine self on your, um, on your Instagram account, but on your Instagram account, you're doing the voices, you're, you're into the tattoos and you're this, but sitting down and talking to you for an hour, I've learned so much. And I know the listeners do too. And what you had said before about reaching out to people, I've asked people on social media if they want to come on the podcast and I'll get crickets. And it makes me wonder, like, are they not being genuine? Maybe they're an introvert and don't want to put themselves out there like this. But I appreciate you for coming on the show and just sharing all these things about your life that a lot of people probably didn't know before this. Yeah, yeah. A couple things. Uh, I, I I ran into that, too. And I learned that I, I thought that that other firemen were like me, boisterous and confident and, or at least that's what we put on the, on the exterior, <laughs> but you know, having that like layer that we can put on the mask that we can put on so we can yeah. go do our job, Batman, you know, but not, not everyone's like that. There, there are introvert firemen oh. and I respect that. And, uh, I learned that from doing the podcast and I take that in consideration when I'm, when I'm talking to people, um, and, and, yeah. You know, they, they have that right. They're and that, that, I, that is, that is a thing. Firemen. Yes. Yeah. They're introvert yeah. firemen that run companies that people buy t-shirts from and do art. And, you know, and people it's, I had someone on a few episodes back, like 20 episodes back or so. He's like, this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. And I'm like, bro, you are pretty famous in my book. And he's like, yeah, I don't really do this ever. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. You know, if you don't like it, we won't, yeah. I won't put it out. And it was this amazing conversation that gave me and so many more people that insight into him that he's like, I took a risk and I figured I'd, I'd give it a whirl with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I appreciate you reaching out uh, to me because I, I, I do get enjoyment out of, out of this. Um, and I, I just like the genuine organic connection that, that we can do with all of this cold steel and, and wires and microchips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously, Bridget, that, that's its own duality as we're, What's that? It being on opposite sides of the country. That is bitching. To me, that's real. That's bitching. That, that I think that's cool. And, and when I, when I go on live and I get someone from Wales or, or Australia or, or whoever, wherever, I'm not trying to show off. I, 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 I get a kick out of that because we grew up in an era where this is not anywhere. We couldn't dream of this and we're doing it now. It's awesome. Yeah, we're not flying cars like uh, like the Jetsons, like we were supposed to be at. Like, I can't go up above the weather yet. I wanted to do that. I got telemed, but I can't go up above the weather. <laughs> we're close. We don't. We're not in a vehicle right now, but we're we're on we're on this, and I, and we're we're able to do this, this back and we're forth. You know, you, you're in New York, right? Uh, New Jersey, excuse me, Central New Jersey, actually, to be more exact. It does exist. I'm sorry, you froze up there. What was that? Oh, New Jersey, not New York. Oh, New Jersey, New Jersey. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, you're you're all the way. It's better pizza. That's what I hear. What? So what's what's the deal with that? There's a is that like a, a L.A. versus San Francisco rivalry? The New Jersey versus New York thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. They're famous I can see that. and we're cooler, and that's it. Their, te their sports <laughs> teams all play in New Jersey. It's a whole it's a debacle. This a whole episode in and of itself that we could go into that. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I got, I'll, I'll check that one out. I got, I'll catch up. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's amazing like how we're able just to kind of do this, you know what I mean? And, and connect, like we hadn't really talked before, you know, a couple Instagram messages back and forth, some text messages and let's go. And it's like, this has been a great hour just chatting along with you. Yeah, this has been fun. Again, I thank you so much for, for, uh, for inviting me. It's, it's, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm just stoked for the invite. I'm super appreciative, dude. So return the favor by being on here. No worries, and this man. is fun. It's entertaining. Well, let's do, let's hit the, the hour. Cause again, I try to keep it at an hour and I keep going over one day. I'm going to start, I'm going to start wrapping up at like a half hour mark. And then hour we'll 10, hour 20 is a good sweet hour. spot for, for podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think you're good, dude. Yeah, you're good. It is. Yeah. 10, 10 yeah. hour podcast. People listen to them repetitively. Same people. I yeah, can stand yeah. that long too. <laughs> yeah. So let's finish up here, man. We'll hit the, the size up 10, these 10 questions that I ask everybody and we'll someday do something with. Ready? Let's do it. Right. Beach or mountains? Uh, beach. Oh, this is night rapid fire. Okay. okay. Night in. Uh, it's kind of rapid fire. Yeah. Night out or night in? Night in. Easy. A good book or a good movie? Movie. Come on. What is this? It's got to be a 80s movie. <laughs> <laughs> it has got to be Commando, a Predator. <laughs> when I was little, the sunny lines in Commando. It's like, oh, you do that whole bit. I was dying. Dude, that's my favorite Arnold movie is Commando. It's so cheesy. It's that, again, the perfect balance of cheesy. Cheesy and badass. Okay, we got a little Milano. We got the dude, uh, Bennett is letting off some steam. It is fantastic. Uh, you can just do an improv right, we'll an improv round right now <laughs> after your oh, 10 questions the, the, i may know this answer but you know cross-country road trip who's your celebrity co-pilot gonna be oh come on let's do this we're going to be driving across the states with arnold that is a hilarious skit idea by the way <laughs> yeah it's, See, well it you know what you'll forget it and i want the royalties <laughs> He'd probably make me work out too much, so I think I'm, I'm going to go with Jack Black. I'm going to go with Jack Black. I think I think oh, he'd be fun that's to a do. Good one, yeah. yeah. Singing along, I like to sing along on, in the car, and I think he'd sing along with me. Sidebar: I was at a EMS Today conference in New Orleans, and when I go to conferences, I, I like the nightlife because I don't get out much too often. And we were at a party with a bunch of people, and some folks were like, "Hey, we're going to go over to this bar. Come with us." Uh, let's go party on Pip. And I got to the bar and I'm like, you know, it's late. I've had a lot to drink. I, I got to work the booth tomorrow. I'm like, let me go home. Let me do the responsible adult Pip thing that Mrs. Pip wants me to do. And I left and I got in the Uber and I'm walking into the Airbnb and my friend texts me and she's like, Jack Black just walked in. So don't be responsible, kids. <laughs> you may miss Jack Black. You don't regret the things you do. You regret the things you do not do. Remember that, kids. <laughs> damn it. All right. That was a damn it. I was like, that Son sucks, of... dude. Sorry, man. Got to be the adult pip. Sorry. <laughs> All right, here we are. Number five. Do you make your bed every day? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a mess give bro me, give me a book every give me a book everybody's got to read that you've read story storyteller storytelling i'm I, oh, i'm terrible no uh let's see i gotta i gotta look this one up i'm so sorry folks story 
story worthy. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. Maybe you could put it in the credits. But anyway, it's, <laughs> it's this book about this guy. <laughs> I think it's called Story Worthy or Storyteller or something like that. But the guy uh, uh, was going to, on Broadway, I guess they have like open mic nights for speeches. And you could just go up there and say a speech. It doesn't have to be funny. It could be motivational. And I guess they have challenges with each other and they try to uh, compete. And he did that. Again, another introvert. And he was able to put together some pretty good speeches. And he wrote this book. And it's a fantastic book on communication, uh, relationships with other people, how to read other people, how to read the room, uh, how to present uh, your thoughts into words, either spoken or written. Uh, very, very important uh, 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 skills, in my opinion, these days. All right, that's going in the show notes. And I need that for my kids and me to read. So uh, which one are you taking, highways or back roads? Ooh. That's a good one. It's a deep one. A back roads. Let's do, yeah, back roads are just so nice to look at. It's more fun. Story worthy by Matthew Dix. Story worthy by Matthew Dix. Yeah, I just found it. Okay, sorry. I'm on it. It's fantastic. It. Great, Story and it's on. Uh, it's on Audible. His voice is a little takes some getting used to, but uh, once you get past that, it he does a great read. Very honest review right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicky I'm with stuff. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very nitpicky with that Don't stuff. Don't say anything about my voice, please. I <laughs> no, all, my own I'm still here, Don't so it's all good. About it. <laughs> <laughs> a bucket list place to visit. Where, where do you want to go? And what bucket list place? Uh, Whistler. I want to go snowboarding in Whistler. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah, me neither. That's, 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 a, that's a dream place. This is a big one. Football or football? How to pronounce it or, or which sport I would rather watch? No, which one are you watching? Which one are you watching? Neither. I don't watch any sports, dude. Sorry to disappoint. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't watch any sports. I used to be a Dodgers fan. But most people are like, whoa. Gave up. I gave up. I gave up on, on yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I have given up on most professional sports too, uh, as opposed to what I was when I was younger. The younger me was super Mets fan, super devils, super giants, like all that kind of stuff. And now I'm like, ah, eh, it's on. I'll watch it. Go giants or go, you know, somebody. Same. The emotional response that comes go out of me is Kelsey. not even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to be fueled, fueled with <laughs> hatred and anger, but, uh, yeah. I've, I've gone, I've gone from Palpatine to Obi-Wan. So I'm living a more peaceful life. Uh, I, I too am a, a Star Wars geek, so I appreciate you. Oh, good. Uh, who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows it? Yes, let's let's go. All right, last question: the best advice you could give to your younger self? It's going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. That's all. What that's all I would oh, say. Man. It's all going to be fine. It's such a good piece for any person in life, especially a younger person, because when you're younger in the darkest as you could get to, you can't see that light, but it's there and it's going to be fine. And there's no better way to end a podcast than on a message like that, bud. I believe that's it. That's it. That's a great, great question, dude. I love it. Love it, man. Love it. Love it. So check out my friend Zuni at geek fire inc on the ig 
He's not hard to find at all. And you will be happy every day he puts out new content and you'll be able to even go back because you can see him tattooing himself and all that kind of cool stuff. Take that deep dive, uh, throw him some love that way. Anywhere else, any other, other sites they can find you on? My website is going through some problems. So that is on, uh, it's on maintenance mode right now. So don't go there, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm at geek. Yeah. At geek fire Inc. I'm sorry. Geekfireinc at gmail.com if you'd like to get a hold of me. If you have a legitimate request, collaboration, idea, please reach out to me on there. I, I read all of my emails, I promise. If uh, just come at me with respect, and I will meet you with the same uh, same respect, just like just like here for this podcast. Much love and respect. That's all. That's all I'm trying to. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm thinking about opening up a YouTube. But I think you do YouTube, YouTube shorts for sure would be a thing. They're apparently a thing. My kids love them. Uh, so and my Same. kids love following you. So, and watching your videos with me. So, you oh, great. Awesome. Really successful <laughs> awesome. on there as well. Oh yeah. My kids are like, you're going to talk to that guy today. It's crazy. How many people that I've interviewed that my older son, so I have a, a 13 soon to be 14 year old and a 10 soon to be 11 year old, the uh-huh. 13 year old. He's like, you know him, you know, that guy, you know, this guy, you know, that girl. Like, how do you know these people? And they're like YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Like, it's a trip. It's a trip. And and some some of some of us you get a hold of and and we we link up. Yeah. But I'm I'm huge on collabing. I so love listen, it. Man, nice. Well, when 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 this thing ends, we're gonna talk about some collabs because I think we got some we got some yeah. cool stuff we could probably do together. So let's let's get into that once I uh, once I do the ma- the magic sign off. But thank you for spending the time. I mean, this has been a great conversation and I've learned so much more about you. And it, it's one of these things, I say this a lot, but I leave these recordings and I wanna go out and do more positive stuff. Like I wanna go try things. I'm not gonna tattoo myself, but maybe I'll go get a tattoo now or something just because of you know the way we just talked here. It's got me in that mood. Um, so again, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to all of our sponsors. This is Pip for the Size Up by National Fire Radio because what you do off the job matters. National Fire Radio.